When Benno Seppelt put these puncheons down, he had a vision that these wines would not be bottled for a hundred years. So he had a vision that it wouldn't be his sons or his daughters that would drink these wines, nor possibly his grandchildren, but his great-grandchildren. And you kind of think, well, why would you do that? And if you look at the whole Sepults Field area with the palm trees and the mausoleum, and you look at the whole place, and you, you get this kind of feeling that this place was built not for now, not even necessarily for the next decade, but with an ambition that will last forever. Nothing in the end ever really lasts forever, but uh, as far as Sepulsfield's concerned, it's still going stronger than ever, and you never know, it may. You are listening to Andrew Kayard, and this podcast is a story about Sepulsfield's Centennial Cellar, one of the rarest and most important cellars in the world. The Sepultsfield Centennial Cellar was first established in 1878 to commemorate the life of Benno Sepult's father, Joseph, who founded Sepultsfield in 1851. And the idea behind this very special cellar was that uh, a cask or puncheon of fortified vintage tawny port, as it was called at the time, would be laid down for a hundred years before bottling. Miraculously, uh, this vision has survived uh, over a hundred years of family ownership, corporate takeover, and family ownership again, and has emerged the other side as being a stronger than ever symbol of Australia's fine wine ambitions. The wines were made in a traditional way with open slate fermenters and then at the end of fermentation fortified with brandy spirit distilled at Sepultsfield and then uh, laid down in large oak puncheons uh, for a hundred years. And during this time the wine would evaporate and the contents concentrate, and the wines would then develop these kind of rancio, leather, spice, raisined, kind of prune, chocolate aromas and flavours, really like liquid Christmas pudding. And they really just, you can, you can just have a th- less than a thimbleful um, of the wine on your palate, and it will spread across your palate and it will be explosive and really amazing amazing to think about that you've got something um, that is uh, a liquid that was made in the 19th century. I mean, it's such an astonishing kind of idea that you can taste a living thing from the 19th century. And not only is it a living thing, but it actually encompasses an ambition of a person, of a family, of a whole village of people who uh, who worked to make something of their lives, to make something um, for the future, and to, to make something that was a legacy that would uh, enable people to look at these wines and to remember them. And I think that's 
why the Centennial Cellar is really one of the most important fragments of the Australian wine industry's 19th century ambitions. Visiting rare cellars like Sepultsfield Centennial Cellar is very, very rare and often only opened to a privileged few. In the case of Sepultsfield, they also open it up to the general public. And I think that's really terrific because it really gives people an opportunity to experience wine in a way that, um, that very few people experience wine. Uh, to be able to get, kind of walk through through the cellars, uh, you get that feeling of being in the 19th century just simply because of the way that the, the barrels are laid out. And I always feel a real connection back to the 19th century. And when I walk along the boards and see all of those puncheons and other barrels lying with their beautiful whitewashed heads... I always think I am walking inside the deck of an old Royal Navy ship of the line. And, um, and the smells are just so lovely. And then you get the chance to taste a few wines, a uh, hundred year old wine, and then also an opportunity to taste wine from your own birthday. And I think that what's so lovely about that, it, it really does give people an opportunity to connect themselves uh, to another time. For more information on the remarkable Centennial Cellar, visit sepultsfield.com.au. This podcast was read by Andrew Kayard. Sound designed by Declan Diacono at Clang Studios. Music by James Greville. And produced by Christoph Priddle.